0: You're listening to the new music show playing new releases from around the UK.
1: So hi, I'm here with Martin and Simon from the Songwriting Academy. Hi guys, how are you doing?
2: Yeah, great thanks. Hello there.
1: Martin, if I can start with yourself, how how did you uh how did the idea come about of uh, the Songwriting Academy?
2: Yeah, I I'd, I'd sort of slipped into uh doing a few lessons here and there. People had asked me to teach them, to mentor them, etc. And I quickly realized that um, not one person can know everything about everything. Um, And this was around the time that I met Simon on one of the songwriting retreats that I was holding out in Spain. And we got talking and we thought it'd be a real cool idea to actually just bring loads and loads of experts together from the music business who could cover everything from songwriting to production, to lyric writing, to singing, to musicianship, and of course the music business as well. So that's what we did. We we set about putting together an amazing team of people that could give everybody, to be honest, to give them what I wished I'd had when I was standing on the street as a penniless busker, the sort of advice that I wished that I'd had then. Um, and that's what we put together and um, really happy to tell you now that we've got the most successful music faculty in the world um, in the academy now with um, we're approaching well we're over three quarters of a billion record sales collectively between us uh, for hundreds of household names so wow um, what we always say you know no one's holding a gun to anyone's head saying you have to take our advice but you know we've sold a few records so you know it might be worth trying a few new things,
1: and and just on songwriting generally, are you finding that this last year with with lockdown and COVID, is it as creative? Are people being more creative? Are you seeing more songs coming through?
2: I've seen a complete dichotomy. there, there are people that have been that are creative people that have been sort of like curling up in a heap in a corner and coming out, coming to us and saying. Uh, look, I've lost my mojo in lockdown, how can you help? And so we're sort of like giving them a massive boost um, and just a bit of that inspiration and motivation. Um, and and other people that have just been really, really taking advantage of it, especially our students that have seen this as a time of incredible opportunity to do, we, we can be at home and make music and that's the most amazing thing. We don't need to go to an office or a warehouse, you know, we can do it from home. And we can collaborate across Zoom.
1: And so to tell us about the album. So uh, we're going to be playing tracks from the album. Um, and it'd be great to hear a little bit of story behind uh, the album, the concept uh, and the writers. Uh, and so what we ended up with is a collection of 10 songs that are from retreats. They're all with different
3: co-writers. Um, so there's 19 other co-writers featured on the albums. Every song was a kind of three-way co write effectively, with the exception of one that was a, was a two-way because we were a man down, I think, in the group that day. Um, so it's, it's, it's lovely to have, you know, an, an album of original work out there, but also great for the other 19 people that they've all got a cut now and they've had a, a song released. So the, the shortlist of songs that I selected were all actually kind of pretty much based on real-life scenarios and real-life experiences of me or my co-writers
1: Brilliant. So let's uh, let's have a listen to some tracks. So which uh, which track do you want me to play first for you?
3: Uh, well, let's uh, let's start with "Cut Some Bruises" because that's the title track of the album. So uh, "Cut Some Bruises" is a song I wrote with uh, Christian Vader and uh, Emma Ballantyne, and that's a song um, really that was written about when you're young, your mum has this medicine box that's got something that can fix any problem. If you fall over and cut your leg, there'll be samlon and a plaster in it. If a bee stings you, there'll be something for that. If you've got, you know, measles or something, there'll be some calamine lotion or something. You know, there's always something in mum's medicine box that can fix any problem you've got as a kid. But we start talking about as you get older, um, you start getting other issues that your mum or your parents can't always fix. You know, you you have relationships that break down and your mum can't fix a relationship, you know, if your girlfriend or your boyfriend leaves you. Um There's not much your mum can do about that. There's nothing in the medicine box to fix this. So it's a song that sort of takes you on a journey and starts talking about, you know, some of the things of childhood when you're young. And then as you get older, suddenly there isn't anything in the medicine box that can fix things.
4: You me may-
1: was cut some bruises uh, by simon uh written from the songwriting academy and some co-writers uh simon and martin are with us uh simon's uh, just released a new album and uh tell us about the next track you got for us simon
3: uh no guarantee um is a song really about homelessness and this song was inspired by an event that actually happened to me so i was living um down at whitstable in kent and take my dogs for a walk on the beach every day and uh one day when I was walking along the beach, there was this kind of homeless guy that I saw that was sleeping rough underneath one of the beach huts. And I saw him there one day, wasn't there the next day, but a couple of days later, I saw him again. And then it became like a regular occurrence that pretty much every day I would see this guy that was kind of homeless, disheveled, you know, hadn't had a haircut or a wash for weeks. And I kind of witnessed him looking more and more disheveled as, as time went on. And uh, and then one day I didn't see him anymore. He and you know go for a walk on the beach, and the guy wasn't there. And didn't think any more of it until a few months later, when I read in the uh, local newspaper there was an inquest, and the inquest was into the death of a man that had been found dead on the beach under a beach hut. And I suddenly thought, oh my god, that's that guy. He actually died. Up until a few months before, he'd been like a happily married man living with wife and kids in the town. And then what had happened was. The relationship had fallen apart, and he had left the family home and basically hit the bottle and drunk himself to death. And um, the the song uh, is called "No Guarantee" because it's it's like you know, a few months before that guy probably thought we had it all. You know, we had a, what we all aspire to, I guess, a happy, contented life, a family. Um, and then something happened, and uh, yeah, it didn't say exactly what had happened in that relationship. But something had happened. So there's a bit of speculation in the lyrics of the song. Uh, But something happened, who knows what. um, And that was a turning point. And then he's ended up homeless and ultimately dead within a few months. Um, So the, the song's just all about, you know what, in life there's no guarantee. Whatever you've got now, that could disappear tomorrow. And you might not have that tomorrow. So that's no guarantee.
4: He sits alone. He has no home. Empty-handed and dressed in old clothes Rips at his knees and holds in his soles All of the owns of these tidal robes He holds up a sign Can you spare some change, please? Will he caught my eye And he said these words to me No guarantee, no guarantee in this life. There's no guarantee, no guarantee, no guarantee in this life. There's no guarantee. He had it all, a long way to fall. Once he held his head up so tall now that it's gone it all went so wrong can't lift his eyes and look up for love a shame now to ask for the help that he needs confused how we got here too proud to please no guarantee no guarantee in this life there's no guarantee, no guarantee, no guarantee. In this life, there's no guarantee. Nobody knows where this life is gonna lead. Just one mistake can take it all away. I drink too much just by love, remember these words he said to me, no guarantee, no guarantee, in this life, there's no guarantee, no guarantee, no guarantee, in this life, there's no guarantee, guarantee you're listening to the new music show with pete doyle
1: hi right, so i'm here with martin and simon from the songwriting academy we're doing a special edition of the new music show simon how did you two how did you two meet then yeah
3: so it's the uh, funny story is so i actually i go to loads of gigs i've been a musician for years just playing in sort of pub bands and cover bands and um I actually went to it a Howard Jones gig, as I recall. And it was one of those unplugged gigs where he was given the backstory behind all the songs. And one of the songs he introduced and he said, I wrote this song on a songwriting retreat in a chateau in France. And I thought, I was just sitting in the audience thinking, that sounds cool, a songwriting retreat in France. And you know, I was so used to sort of playing covers and I dabbled a little bit with writing music, but never really written any of my music. So I sort of came out of that gig and and late that night, got home and just Googled songwriting retreats just to see what I could find and actually struggled to find anything um, very much going on. And then a few pages back on Google, I found Martin's webpage where he was running a, a songwriting retreat out in Spain. So I kind of reached out to him, got in touch, booked on that, met Martin out there. And absolutely had an amazing week, you know, straight in at the deep end, suddenly having to, to write a song a day and perform it that night. So it was a real uh, culture shock for
1: someone that hadn't really written a song before. Well, I'm glad you two met because this album came out of it. Um, and uh, tell us about uh, maybe Miss Red. So uh, Miss Red is a
3: song written with uh, Joy Smith and Damien Spiteri. And the, the idea behind this song was... Uh, sometimes when you you catch someone a kind of fleeting glance and they look at you and you look at them and you kind of think are they looking at me because they think they recognize me or are they looking at me because they fancy me Or, or what is that look that was definitely you know the eyes made contact for a bit longer than normal and you're you're sort of don't want to read too much into it.
4: and your high heels on Dressed to impress Float like a swan Oh, wonder where you go Your laugh on your phone Who makes you smile Is there anyone at home Been waiting a while Well, I just wanna know Try. should I make the first move, I'm nothing to lose, I'm no excuse about Miss Ray, should I wait for you, do you feel this too, I'm so confused about Miss Ray? Before you say goodbye, do I have a chance? What's in your mind? I this Should I wait for you? Do you feel this too? I'm so confused about this way. Survivor's rare Should I wait for you Do you feel this too I'm so confused Survivor's rare Soon I'm the first move Ain't nothing to lose I know it's just
1: Miss rare Um, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, songwriting generally. Uh, Martin, you, you're an experienced songwriter. Um, how do you how do you develop a song? Do you start with the theme? Do you start with the lyrics and put the music, or do you start with the music, or how do you how do you do it yourself when you're writing songs?
2: Brilliant question. It's it's something that, that we get asked a lot. You know, people say, you know, do you start with the lyrics? Do you start with the music? Um, When Irving Berlin, uh, the famous composer, was asked um, whether he starts they said, what do you start with the music? What comes first, the music or the lyrics? He said the phone call and um, which I loved. Um, But for me, it's about songwriting is two things. The first thing is knowing what you want to say. And the second thing is saying it, but with music that is for me, the essence of of good songwriting. It's writing from a place of truth um, about what you feel. um, And then you've got an authenticity to the song and that will carry your song so much further than being disingenuous about something, just making up a story that doesn't really have any emotional connection with you. So the first thing for me is like finding out what you actually want to say and it can differ on different days. You might want to say one day, wow, I'm so in love with someone. And of course the next day you might go, I hate them, I never wanna see them again. So whatever you're feeling, if it's a strong emotion that you're feeling, you can be 99% sure that someone else on this planet of 7 billion people has felt the same thing. So we write about universal feelings, we write about the human condition. So once you've got your theme, we then talk about instead of just jumping in and saying, oh, I know I'm going to play these chords or I'm going to write a load of lyrics down. um, We've got this methodology, the seven step methodology, which is a lengthy procedure, which we which I sort of spend a whole morning talking about on our five day boot camp. But um, the essence would be about finding out what the theme is um, and then doing a thing that we call intentional expansion. So before you commit to any lyrics or melody, you just kind of like, you brainstorm it, you workshop it, and you write down loads and loads of phrases and thoughts, and you look for quotes about it, and you sort of like, just bring in loads of ammunition for the song. And then once you've got all of that, um, it's possible that the title might have emerged because the title and the theme aren't always the same thing. The theme might be losing someone, Um, that's been unfaithful to you, but the actual title might be, I Hate You Never Come Back. Um, So so once you've got all of your brainstorming, then we talk about planning the song, pretty much like the storyboard of a movie. And then after that amount of time, let's say you might spend an hour or two doing that. Uh, And by the way, as a caveat, sometimes songs just drop in your lap, and that's absolutely great if they do that. But this is a sure, surefire way to never, ever, ever get writer's block. So you've got all of the ammunition, you've got the theme, you've possibly got the title. Then you storyboard it, just like a movie would have a storyboard, because a song is like a three-minute movie. Um, and so you, you know what you're going to say in verse one, roughly. Not lyrics, you just kind of like, boy meets girl. You know, It could just be a little descriptor. You do that all the way through uh, for the song and then when you know why the song exists and how it's going to move the listener and what's happening at every point of the song, you can dive in and you don't have to write it in a linear form, starting at verse one and working your way through the song, which is often where a lot of people just, they'll start with verse one and they might get through the chorus and then they bang their head against the brick wall that is verse two hell. Um, So this means that you can jump in at any point in the song and and know what you want to say so again we come back to the initial thought of two things knowing what you want to say and then saying that but with music simple and simple does not mean cheesy or cliche It just means accessible and easy to follow
1: so martin is it easier to write a song on your own or would you say work with other people and if you're working with other people how can you work with other people when you're on different parts of the world
2: uh Great question. And there's no real answer to that. You know, sometimes you might feel inspired to work on your own um, and that's great. One doesn't have to exclude the other. So if you feel so moved to write a song by yourself, great. If it's all happening, the moment I hit a brick wall with one of my own songs, for example, if I just sort of feel that I need someone else's input with it, um, then um, and, you know, I just might feel that melodically somebody can, can give me more than I'm putting into it, or there might be a style that somebody else knows better than me, when I say the brick wall thing, um, then I'll, I'll bring somebody in. And collaboration, I've got to tell you, Pete, is the thing that has propelled me faster through the music business than anything else for so many great reasons. It's like the networking, making new friends in the business, um, the opportunities that other collaborators bring to the table, this, the sharing of skill sets, um, and the, the the big thing is is like having people to bounce your ideas off. You know, if the three of us were sitting in a room right now, and and I said, "Hey, I've got this great idea. It's um it's called um, I Hate You, Never Come Back." Then you guys might go, "Oh, I love that." In which case, I know that I'm onto a winner. Uh, you're my first audience, but you might go. Yeah, that's interesting, Martin. And then it's like, I know that I've got to raise the bar and come up with something yeah. better. So it's having that initial audience to try your ideas against, um, but with no risk. You know, this is yeah. like a, a private, safe space that you're working on. And, and we take... You know, we take time actually training people how to collaborate like professionals, because that is an art form as well. It's nothing to be scared of, although a lot of people sort of feel a bit, a bit reticent and a bit anxious about, oh, you know, putting, you know, showing people my music baby and they might hate it. But the fact is, is that when you do it right, it's the best experience ever. And of course, Simon's album, Cuts and Bruises, is, is absolutely all about collaboration every one of those songs was written with sometimes complete strangers to simon out on the songwriting retreat in spain um how was it for you simon like going in with new people yeah
3: i think i think the great thing about writing with with a group is that also you, you've kind of got three brains working in the soul not just one so when he's trying to come up with ideas or concepts martin spoke about that the brainstorming bit yeah you've got three times as much input to that brainstorm and often someone can say something, I have an idea. And then that sparks an idea in your mind and that gets you going again. Oh yeah, that's good. And we could do this. We could do that. So and the good thing about three being an odd number as well is that it's like, you can always come to a decision. Yeah. When you're writing something yourself, you might just get stuck in that. I don't know where to go. You've got two other people and they might come up with an idea but also there's going to be a casting vote you know two of you are going to want to go one way and one's going to want to go the other at the least so you move on and you get through it you go with the majority I think if you write just as a as a pair one might think one thing one might think another thing Where you're stuck where you're going somewhat you know it's a bit of an impasse and you can sit there thinking about it forever so I love I mean the pressure is great as well on the songwriting retreats because you've got to come up with a song that day you know you haven't got time to think oh oh yeah, let's go and you know, sit by the pool for three hours and think about it. It's like eight o'clock tonight, you've got to perform this on stage to a group of, of 40 other songwriters. So you best pull your finger out. And, and yeah, sometimes we call it a placeholder lyric. If there's a stuck on a certain line or a certain thing, and we think there's a better one out there, but we just don't know what. Just put something in and then move on. So at least you get the song finished and you can then come back. And Miss Red, we just heard, is a, is a great example of that because we ended up, you know in, in making the record throwing away the second verse completely and literally starting from scratch but it's exactly the same melodic form it's the same song yeah the chorus is identical the first verse is identical it's just that second verse wasn't the best it could be at the time but you can you can go away and polish
1: it and so simon uh, let's listen to uh, a, a fourth track from your album here uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, one of your songs
3: sure so this one is break Together. And this is a a classic tip that's one of the things I learned from Martin. And that was always kind of have your radar on looking for good ideas for concepts or song titles. And one one of the exercises he gets people to do is to look at newspapers or magazines and uh, and look for some words that could be a great title for a song. And this actually came from a Sandals advert um, because it was actually a holiday advert telling people, take a break together. And it was like a couple's holiday but I just saw the words break together and I just thought of them in a different context, which is um, splitting up, but staying friends, you know, breaking, but still being together, still being there for each other. And it was just one of those songs that I had in my iPhone as a a sort of possible title for a song. And I kind of put it to the group when we got put into the group that day and the group went with it. And we wrote a song, basically a kind of breakup song, but about a positive breakup song about, how sometimes you're with someone you know for a for a chapter of your life and for whatever reason you know you drift apart you move on uh but it doesn't mean that it all has to end in tears and you know you end up hating each other and never talking ever again it's just a song about you know still being friends still being there for each other if you need but that part of your journey in life has now reached the end of that chapter and you move on so um break together
4: that made me feel home don't you try to hide your tears i'm crying we can break together now we've come down this love won't last forever i thought you were the one i'll still hold your hand i will be right there we can break together we can move together
1: A great song that's called break together uh and if you want to hear the whole album and find out a bit more about each song go to simon.co.uk that's simon with two eyes.co.uk just oh martin uh while we've got you um you've written many many songs and you're a very successful uh, songwriter um what
2: songs inspire you um yeah i th- i think a song that i've always had incredible admiration for and and also just gets me is uh this is going back a few years now but it's one of the most remarkable songs written by carol king and jerry goffin um and it's natural woman and this what amazed me was that jerry goffin wrote the lyric to this i found out recently it wasn't carol king it was the guy jerry goffin wrote possibly the most feminine lyric ever um, you make me feel like a natural woman, and it's it's just incredible. It's an amazing lyric. The melody is outstanding. The chord progressions are outstanding, and I would recommend anybody to. I mean, Carol King's version is incredible, but watch the video of Aretha Franklin singing it to um, uh, Barack Obama. I don't know which um, which uh, theater it's in. But Aretha Franklin, Barack Obama, Natural Woman, and you see Barack crying, you see everybody crying, and Aretha just singing with those pipes, man. It's it's. I challenge anybody not to ball watching it. So that is um, that's my real sort of like. I wish I'd written that song.
0: Looking out on the morning. I used to feel uninspired. And when I knew I'd have to face another day, Lord, it made me feel so Was so unkind
1: to the new music show with Pete Doyle so I'm here with Martin and Simon from the Songwriting Academy this is a special edition of the new music show Uh, we've been talking about tracks uh, written co-written by some of the guys on the Songwriting Academy and Simon's released it as an album which is available uh, on Spotify and other areas to to listen to Um, so Martin um, I had the benefit of coming along to one of your boot camps uh, in 2019. It seems a long time ago now. <laughs> nice. um, I really enjoyed doing the one day in London. Uh, that inspired me to to invest in a whole weekend of my uh, favourite hobby, which is just indulging in music. And um, you don't know this, Martin, but actually, I know that was in the September of 2019. That was over a year ago now. Um, I've kept in touch with the people at the weekend. We had such a good time. Uh, You put us into a group. I didn't know the people in the group. Uh, It was a guy called Adam uh, and uh, David um, and Susie. And the four of us had two hours to to come up with a song. uh, And we called it Fast Friends. Um, And and what I loved about what we did there was you got us to perform it as well. I sung and I don't like singing. (laughs) Most people don't like me singing either. Um, But we've kept in touch. Uh, We kept in touch on WhatsApp. We've met up uh, four or five times in each other's houses uh, and offices. We've worked on that song. Uh, You don't know this. (laughs) We have worked on that song that we did on the boot camp. And we're going to really, we're going to invest in that song. We're going to get it really um, produced.
2: Um, It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all. It's like everybody is very very pleasantly surprised when they come into the academy they think it's going to be an, an educational establishment and and that's just part of it um we're very very we're very precious about our community in there and the people that come through and within six months of simon and i starting the songwriting academy and people were joining joining in our year mentoring program um we they were calling themselves the tsa family that wasn't us that created this sort of this name for it. And um, that's what they called themselves. And there are people that have been in touch ever since we started six years ago. They're like renting places together, going on holidays together, relationships together, writing songs together. And they're really, really super close. And I think that's so important in the music business to be as part of a, a supportive, like minded community where you feel that you're in a safe place with everybody and they get you know it's that thing Pete where just people get you you don't have to explain yeah. what you do to them they just go yeah man I know exactly what you mean I've been having the same issues with my song um and it's it is a family um so it doesn't surprise me at all yeah. that that you're staying in touch with people and I'm I'm delighted that you are I really really am yeah so
1: um, I'll sorry so i just wanted to say thank you for that oh, well. thank you
2: um
1: sorry i interrupted you you were going to say something
2: um no not at all i was just going to say you know things have changed a bit since since covid you know with the the live one day courses that we used to hold every month in london um we're now sort of we've taken a lot of our things online pretty much everything online now um apart from the big live conference that we used to hold but uh, so pretty much monthly now. Uh, we're doing a thing called the Triple Five Challenge, which is something for people to look out for. Uh, and that's five days, five hit songwriters, five amazing assignments to work on. Um, and it's just 90 minutes a day commitment. And then you do the assignment either by yourself or, or with people in the group. Uh, and it's five quid to do it because we want to help people during this lockdown period. Um, and uh, because it's online, you know, we're not renting premises. So we can we can do this and we can help people. And of course, it gives people a risk free way of seeing what we, we teach and how we teach and seeing if they like what we do. And to be honest with you, at the same time, we're checking them out to see if we want them to be part of the academy because we only want people that are action takers, that are good people and not just tire kickers. And um, so we do that. Um, we do a five-day boot camp now online which is amazing Um, and you get to meet nine of our faculty members during that Um, and I'll tell you a bit about the faculty in a moment and of course we still do our year-long mentoring program which is unbelievably popular we've got members right across the world in every continent we've got members of our platinum mentoring program that are writing with each other they're getting feedback on their songs from our mentors i mean think of this pete it's like you write a song let's say you're a newbie and you write a song and you think the classic songwriter thing is you go i think it's good but i don't know i mean how many is how many of us have felt like that and from time to time i still do but imagine this if you could just like send it into the academy and get a massive massive hit songwriter like Paul Statham, for example, does a lot of song appraisals, full written feedback on the song, where, um, and Paul Statham is the guy that that wrote No Angel for, um, uh, for Dido. He had two songs on that first album. He was t- sold 23 million records with Dido alone. He's written for Kylie, The Saturdays, um, indie stuff with Pete Murphy. You know, he, he goes right across the board. So you've got people like Paul Statham, you've got people like Cliff Masterson that Simon went to school with, who's worked with One, uh, One Direction, Lionel Richie, he's written pieces of music for the Queen, you know, if you're going to learn music from someone, it's like someone that's written pieces of music commissioned by the Queen, you know, you know you're getting pretty good education, yeah. um, and um, Michael Garvin comes out on the retreats a lot. Um, Michael Garvin's a dear old friend of mine. And uh, we go back 25 years we've been writing together. and But he wrote, um, never give up on a good thing oh, for George Benson. Yeah, yeah. He wrote, waiting for tonight for Jennifer Lopez. We have Pam Shane turning up on the on the five-day boot camps. Um, Pam Shane wrote, Jeannie in a Bottle. Um, we have Jeff Franzel who played piano for Frank Sinatra. You know, every one of our faculty members, they are multi-platinum, multi-million songwriters, producers, music business moguls. Um, and that the most important thing is like, there's no point in having someone that was successful in 1983 and, and then saying, so what about the music business today? It's like, well, it's so different. It's like all of our faculty members are still having hits right now they're still active in the business, they're still having hits and that's why I have to pay them more than any of the universities in the world pay their faculty members because we're getting people that are taking time out of their busy schedule of writing hit records and making hit records to come and share their information with with students that, that are hungry to learn. So um, we've got an amazing faculty that just love sharing their information and uh, we value them super, super highly. So, Martin, you've been writing a lot of songs yourself as well. Um,
1: Can I play one of your songs, please? I know you wouldn't normally ask me to, but I'm going to ask you because I know you're more (laughs) disparate.
2: Uh, what what song of yours can I can I play? I'd really answers? appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so I, I think I would have to choose the song that, that means the most to me. I've I've had songs that have been bigger hits that have sold more that have toured the world more, uh, but this song means the most to me uh, because if I was going to leave any message behind, it would be this, uh, and it's Everybody's Someone by Leanne Rhymes and Brian McFadden. And
4: every day begins the same Get up, go out, come back again Same old,
0: same old
4: A thousand faces pass you by You never look into their eyes You feel so ordinary
1: how did that song come about martin
2: um this was one of those moments where you just like simon was talking about where you just stumble across an idea or, or you just i don't know songwriters have got this this kind of radar that's always on and when somebody says something cool uh you can always spot the songwriter in the room because they're writing it down while everybody else is ignoring it um and i was watching the uh the finale of american idol some years ago And they uh, went to the two cities of the two finalists and uh, one of the cities, there was like a stadium full of people. And in the stadium, they interviewed the mayor of this city and he said, this is an amazing time for this city. Um, He said, we have a saying in this city. He said, everybody is a somebody. And I just went, man, I just love that so much. I'm a bit of an old hippie, Pete. So um, so it appealed to my hippie nature. And, And instead of just sitting there and going, oh, that's cool, I did what songwriters do. And I went into my studio, I picked up a guitar and I just started noodling away on the guitar. And the bones of the idea came in five minutes. The writing of it and the crafting, which is what we teach, um, then went on for three months with my dear friend, Chris Neal, who's also one of our faculty members. He's an amazing songwriter, producer. As a producer, he's sold 50 million records with Celine Dion alone. Um, and so we crafted this song for three months and then finally the line that had been eluding us dropped into my lap or maybe I pulled it out of the ether kicking and screaming but it was the line, uh, there's light in every single star, you're more than who you think you are. And I said, Chris, is it that? And he just leaned across, shook my hand, smiled at me and uh, and we cut the demo of the song about a week later And two weeks after um, the demo was finished, we had three offers on the song. Uh, And one of them was uh, Leanne Rhymes, which we went with Leanne Rhymes and Brian McFadden. Um, And then the song had another lease of life. I had a second hit with it um, two years ago now. Well, at the end of the end of 2019, I think it was at the end I can't, this COVID thing has made me lose all track. (laughs)
0: something
2: like two years ago Um, and and it was uh, with Cliff Richard, Sir Cliff Richard and Olivia Newton-John re-released the song, they did the duet together and uh, I got another gold record um, with them with this song so it was lovely that it had a second outing as well so um, yeah I have to say that this is probably the song that I'm most proud of but I'd just like to
1: thank you guys both uh, for coming on the show. Uh, you are our first takeover of the show, uh, the new music show. I started this in lockdown two. We're now on lockdown three. Hopefully no more lockdowns. Um, but I'm uh, I'm really pleased that you came on the show. Uh, and thank you so much for your time and telling us about your story, uh, Simon, around the, how the album came about and telling us about some of the tracks. And uh, for our listeners, if you uh, there's a link I'll put up on the podcast after the after after you're listening and you can uh stream all the tracks um
2: and uh and share it with your friends add it to your playlist on spotify that all helps yeah <laughs> do, it, do it do it it's an excellent album it really is i just want to say you know i'm so proud of simon it's like from five six six years ago in fact seven years ago that we met and he's just taken on board so much advice. And and he's turned into a pro songwriter um, working with pro songwriters and and releasing a, a really, really fantastic album. Um, and it just goes to show that, that it's it's absolutely possible. Um, and I'm not going to say if Simon can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> that's the backhanded compliment. But it really <laughs> is possible if you just show the dedication that Simon's put into it. And that's what it's all about.
1: Yeah. And if people want to get in touch with you at the Songwriting Academy, how do,
2: how do they do that? Uh, so uh, they just go to the So the songwritingacademy.co.uk. Uh, we've got a contact form there. You can also browse our events and courses. Uh, we've got something going on every single week in the Academy. Um, so there's no excuse not to be learning and no excuse not to be practising. And uh, there's also a really cool free community which um, has grown really quickly to two and a half thousand people right across the world, from Alaska to Australia, um, of like-minded, serious, dedicated songwriters, passionate about their music. And they're all collaborating with each other um, and giving feedback on each other's songs, you know, real buzzing little sort of thriving community that we've got. So uh, yeah, and free videos as well. We've got free video tips. We're trying to give as much as we can. To people in this time of um, of disconnect, we're trying to help people connect in that in that time. Brilliant! Thanks very much, guys, for your time. Keep writing
1: and uh, right. Take care. All the best. Bye. Cheers. You're listening to the new music show with Pete Doyle.